welcome to the all new podcast results show. I'm Gibbo. I'm Mick McGraw. Hi Mick. Gib. Should we start with the council? Gonna have to, aren't we? I think it's the it's the um, topic of the week, really, isn't it? Toys out the plan for me. Yeah, I'll be honest. With that. I'm disappointed in how early they did it. Because um, I think this week, I don't know if anyone else agrees. Um, I think it could have been down to the reps this weekend. Yeah. If I'm gonna be honest. I will say, right, it's always done Thursday. Don't think they work Friday. Something to do with that. But they said the forecast had rain. There was a little bit of rain forecast. Everybody's got the same forecast. Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, I do really think that it should have been. Refs um, down to the ref and, you know, go from there. But they made the decision based on the petition as far as I was there. Yeah, they did. That's what I say. Toys out the pram. Bang, you do this, we'll do that. Now, I've got a little plan. If everybody wants to jump on it, next time a council call the pitches off. This is more about the changing rooms. Let's all go down and strip off like we would have to at the side of a pitch. <laughs> Hundreds of us, every single team. Soon make them do something, we've got the papers involved. I generally don't think it would. No. No, I think that that's stubborn, the council. Um, you know, I've heard rumours this week, Rumorgate, if you like, about that the apparently Leavers and Plymouths will be the first two that are going to open. Yeah. And then Lingham, followed by Lingham. That's, yeah, because the ones that are used the most. Yeah, which, you know, I get it, but what about, like, the float? That's their home ground, isn't it? So why isn't that open? Yeah, just because there's two pitches, though, yeah, one of the last. they used a lot, aren't they? Yeah. Saturday, Sunday. And kids, straight afterwards. You know... I just, you know, if anyone on the council does listen, I don't know if you do, but I thought it was very, very rushed and hasty from what you did, because apart from a little bit of rain Saturday, there wasn't much really. No, it was poor. And for that reason, it's going to be a quick podcast, isn't it? Yeah, because once again, it's, it's another weekend without many football, but it's the ones who did get it as well. And you know what, the ones who went and played friendlies, fair play to you. Yeah. Shout out to you, so you went and played friendly Sunday morning, early doors. I won't mention who, but yeah. No, well done. You know, you don't want to play fussy, and that's what these council people need to realise that we all need to play sport, football, whatever, rugby, whatever it is. But we still need to be able to get changed and, and, like, and get a wash after fussy. Oh, that's a big one. But is the bin non believers been brought into this group yet? No. No, it's maybe a new feature we'll have to we'll ask. If anyone wants to name, wants us to name the non-babers in the team, we will happily give them a bad shout-out. Happily. Defo. So where are we starting? Ch- do you watch Chester League? Not many, not many games, to be honest. So we'll start, despite the unbelievable decision of the Wilbur Council to call off their pitches on a beautiful autumn weekend, the CWFL are pleased to report that all other games were on. Everything barred the will. Well, that goes to show, doesn't it? You, Unitar are still at the summit of the Queen's Ferry Sports Premier Division after goals from Danny Whitehead Hattrick, Leon Jones, Degger Taylor, Vinny O'Toole 2, John Mains 2, Leon Borker and Lewis Clark earned them an 11-1 away victory at Upton JFC Youth. Doing well, are they kicking ass? Yeah, they're, they're flying to be fair. 
Right, so then we'll go to. I think you've got a report for this, haven't you? The Hoot. The Hoot, yeah. Hooten won 5 1 against Shafts. Great result again, by the way. Let's start with Morning Lads. A pretty comfortable win this week against a young Shaft side. Game started scrappy, but we took control and started winning the ball back in good areas, which led to a raft of chances, with the third or fourth taken brilliantly by Ben Smith with his head after a top draw cross from the skipper. Doesn't say the skipper's name. Richie added a second after a brilliant through ball from Ben. It says Benin, but I think that might be wrong. Ben Smith. Richie slotting under the keeper. Richie Freightman, yeah. The third was the goal of the day as Crossy bent one in from 25 yards around the defender. Round the defender and into the stanchion. Outstanding. Flying air like to be fair to him. Should be to levels too easy for him. The fourth was a brilliant counter-attack, a great through ball by Ben Smith, and after the ball broke from another clearance by Liam Smith, the ball was perfect to Joel Wally, whose pace got him in behind. He then dinked it over the keeper into the far corner. The fifth was another brilliant delivery from Richie with Ben Smith headed into the top corner superbly. A great team goal and all starter by Smithy. Right, Ben Smith, are we talking about the same Ben Smith? Little Ben Smith, yeah. Little and he scored in two yeah. headers. Okay. Yeah, he's good in the air, Ben. Shaft's got a consolation late on with a great header from their young striker across the goal and into the top corner. Another great win and performance Pressing in packs and win winning the ball consistently throughout the game followed p punishing the opposition with some great finishing. Exactly what I asked for. On to Unitor next week and a huge game. Let's hope the, the council don't daftly ruin another weekend for many lads. And he adds Christmas too is the fourth lads. The who will be rocking? Foxhole's night out as well. Oh, there's an invite there as well. <laughs> Right, Wagon and also stay second place after Davidson and Sam Buckley scored in their 4 1 win over Chester Nomads. There's favourite goals from Caleb Rose, James Henry, and Nerdor Raymond. Secured all three points. Blake and Use also won 4 1 against Runcorn Sports. There's strikes from Damian Rowley, Charlie Cottis, Jake Rowland, and Robbie Junson. Connor Harley scored for Hill Range in their 4 1 defeat at the hands of Hybert Kelmer. I have a report for that. There is another one from Calmers come in, yeah. Well then. So we've got Hull 1, Calmer 4. Great start to the game for Hull, taking the lead, lead inside five minutes with a lovely chip pass over the Calmer defence, followed by a great finish around the goalkeeper. Calmer responded well with a fantastic diagonal pass from Harry Moore, which found Andy Simpson, who brought it down and slotted it past the keeper. The second came shortly after, with pressure mounting on the Hull back line, Jamie Boulderston found space out wide, drifted inside to smash one in from outside the box. An equaliser was almost certain after a mistake from the Kelmer goalkeeper, but heroic defending from Harry Moore, who made a double block on the line to prevent the goal. The third came shortly after, with a free kick from Danny Jones, which wasn't cleared, fell into the path of Andy Simpson to score a second of the game. Simpson went on went on to score his hat-trick as Kelmer played some nice football through the thirds, landing with Andy Noonan, who played Simpson through on goal, and he placed it nicely in the corner. Great reaction to a poor result last week. A poor result, we didn't get a... 
Matty Thanks for that though. Yeah. Appreciate it. Keep them coming. Session Alex went down 4 3 to Helsby despite goals from Luke Pika 2 and Will Kitchen. That's the Prem finish with. The Trophies Championship. Groves MKs hit 3 without reply. Great Sutton with strikes from Jack Kelly and the Lee Ludgate brace. Helsby third beats Hill Rangers 6 2. Adam Harding 2. Costa. Oh, I've said, I can't <laughs> get my head on his name. Costas. Alexi Polis, Graeme Search, Adam Randalls and Ryan White were the scorers. Matt Holland, Phil Jones and Zach Cavani too were all on target as Chris Christleton won 5-0 over FC Dublin. A hat-trick from Johnny Rawcliffe for Chester Nomads 4s, but it wasn't enough as they went down 5-3 to Winsford Saxons, whose scorers were Robbie Lee 2, Zach Finnegan 2 and Dean Mundy. The Vets Division 3. Kate Sutton Vets beat Crossway Vets 1-0. At the time of going to press, no results has been received from the game between Ellsbury Ball Town Vets and Bolts Vets, so we don't have a score. No. Division 4, the Vets, Sam Batch beat Rake and Pickle Vets 2-0. Tom Cairns and Steve Davis were the scorers for Chester, Chester No Match 5 Vets in their 3-1 win over Parkfield Vets. And that's us for the Chester League, not much to really report on. Some good results for our our teams, local teams in that league, wasn't it? Yeah. Now we'll go to Saturday Cheshire Cup. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to say now, I'm a bit thin that Ashfield don't throw at reporting. Not once. Not once. So anyone listening for Ashfield, throw at reporting. We'll read out. Um, Five West Cheshire League clubs regressed the quarterfinals of the Cheshire Amateur Cup following an emphatic performance from Walsh Outfits. Ashfield stole the limelight after the Josh Marlin double was supp- supplemented by favourite efforts from Tommy Johnson, Peter Morgan and Ben Greenock in a 5-0 victory over Cheel Nomads away from home. A hat-trick from Ed Moss and a goal from Jack Delgado inspired Chester Nomads 4-1 results at Shambach United Reserves while Vauxhall's reserves went through after the man that can't be named, C-Mac. C-Mac, so uh, did he. And Cam Ingalls found the net in a 2-0 decision over Winnington Avenue. Good win for our he's done. Yeah, it's good to see. Right, we'll go on to the the North Derby at the Whittle Tennis Centre. The right. Astro Derby. Go I'm on, I'll let you read this one. I'll read Glyndor because I was there. Yeah, and not only that, it's, we've just been waiting half an hour for him to finish it, haven't know, we? Yeah. He has texted me saying he was rushed. Some typing editor, so what he's saying is he wasn't um, he wasn't blood. Um, not this time. Malaby 2, Mersey 3, a game which really didn't get going until the second half. And that was all down to how well Malaby applied in the fir- played in the first half. They won every 50-50 and deservedly took the lead around the 30-minute mark when we failed to defend the free kick swung into our box. To be honest, I was standing right behind the line and I thought they had two players offside, one of whom who scored. Then the turning point of the game just before our time, they had a goal disallowed for offside, which seemed a bit harsh, only for us a few minutes later to break the full length of the pitch and to boot coolly slotted after good work from Dylan Thomas, half-time on all. Second half, we started to dominate possession and deservedly took a 3-1 lead with goals from Robert Corney and another from Saab. Malaby then lost their head slightly and were reduced to 10 men, 
But to be fair to them, they still kept pushing to try and get back in the game and did with five minutes of normal time left. We played around our box too casually when Lido dis dispossessed one of our lads and Cooley Turner slotted 3-2. A few very nervy minutes, but we held we held on. Massive credit to Malaby, really building a good side, which is great to see as their quality committee. They have deserved it. Man of the match should be with two quality finishes. Come on, what's your take on it? I, I'll be honest, I was going to go down, watch me lad, one o'clock, pissing down, wind, thought that, not going back out now. Man, I'll be surprised me. How good they were. Um, I thought Major Oil started the game with a team who knows that they're flying and didn't really have to try. And then realised fucking hell, we're in the game now. Um, don't know what the first goal being offside, the second goal is definitely not offside, but I got this allowed. It's a perfect good goal. And it, I've seen that. He's going to put it up to. The, but you know what? That's the lucky he's in the cup. And then, fair play to Sab, they break, he runs 40 yards through on goal, great finish, one all. Then, the turning point for me, like, Robbo's got to be sent off. I believe so. It, 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 it's not even an if but or maybe, it's a red card. The referees ran on it. If he doesn't want to send them off for the stamp, send them off for the punch. Five at all, it's, it's whatever. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I think the referee shit the bed on that. But what I will say is, before anyone, like, next time, ah, Wade should have been sent off before that. Because all he did all games was foul. Two footers and everything, are Just fouling everyone. Should have been sent off. But, you know, two wrongs don't make it right, but then... That's a big uh, one though, isn't it? And literally a minute later, Robbo scores. Yeah. He to, well, are they giving it to Robbo? Was it going in? It took a massive deflection. But they'll take don't, it. Don't shoot, but don't score. What I thought though is, fitness was massive. Royal one miles ahead of fitness-wise. I know. As soon as they got in the lead, I never thought they'd get beat. And then, obviously, Sab scores again. Producing big moments, isn't he, this season? I thought he was quiet, as in in the game. He had horrendous boots on. What colour? Like purple and... <laughs> <laughs> they were horrendous. They were bad boots, like... But um, he was quiet, but obviously he was clinical, to be fair. It's, got it's what big players do, don't they? But that's a big tear. Obviously... Bernie showed showed us the clips and going in one all at half time or two nil up. It's massive, isn't it? And then obviously Robbo staying on the pitch to score the goal. But that's lucky. You need, that's it? that's when things are going your way. You get that, don't you? But you could see the confidence that the Royal have got. That like belief. There was no part in that game that I thought they'd get beat. How many were down there? I, I think there's got to be over two hundred people. Yeah. It was just, people had to stand outside. That was another reason what put me off, because there isn't much room to watch there, no, there is there? Um, but, fair play to Malaby. Yeah. Two lads up front with a handful. Blackie. Yeah, he, he obviously massively unfit. Who played up there with him? Um, Jack Legion. He only played in the 10. Scored a goal. Number like, I don't know who it was, but they caused them problems. But I think another turning point was the lad with the long throat, that Ella. He went off at half time. 
That was an absolute weapon for them. Yeah. It's causing them to, well, even though they were, it was a problem for them, do you know what I mean? It was causing them problems, and when he went off for all time, I thought the world was just better overall in the end, like, so they did deserve to win, but fair well, to Malaby. Keep going. Getting a good little try together, Malaby. It's a random one, though. It is. Because there's, like, lads from, I'm not saying you have to be from one area to play, but, like, Bridgie's playing for them. And then there's, like, Oatsy. That was mad, the Bridgie one, when that first happened. And then, you know, but you know what? Fair play to the manager, he's getting the lads in. But well done to the uh, Royals, in the... Cheshire. Pultvicks are the only Division 2 club left in the competition after pulling off a superb, a superb 4-3 win at Edgerton thanks to efforts course. from Callum Morrison 2, Tom Francis and Tom Quinn with the winner by the way, Edgerton are the next pro playing did he? Yeah. who? his name is, I'll get the name up now while you're doing your reports Dougie Pringle yeah, alright, so it goes the Vicks made the journey to Edgerton Youth Club, home of Edgerton FC, in the last 16 of the Cheshire Cup. Edgerton were on a run of 12 wins in a row, so the Vicks knew a tough test stood in front of them. As we arrived, the rain did also, but the pitch was in pretty good condition considering the weather, and following a short warm-up, warm-up kick-off followed, and Edgerton was straight out the blocks, putting the Vicks under sustained pressure for the first 15 minutes. What followed was no surprise, as a corner from the left wasn't defended and the Edgerton captain scored a bullet header for 1-0. In truth it was the wake up call the Vicks needed as we started playing football and following a couple of half chances with a corner from the right taken quickly, Franny Oteria with his first goal which was quickly followed by a lovely slick pass and move for 2-1, Mogger rounding the keeper and the Vicks were soon in dreamland for 3-1 a rebound off the Edgerton defender, fallen for Mogger for a second. This again resulted in sustained Edgerton pressure, and as half-time whistle approached, the Vic failed to clear the line, and a screamer from Edgerton made a 3-2. The second half was much of a muchness. Nothing happened for either side. A few half chances until Tom Quinn slotted following a lovely move, giving the keeper the eyes and rolling it to his left. It was 4-2 to the Vicks, cue wild celebrations from the line. As we entered the last 10 minutes, credit again to Edgerton, it was like the Alamo, and if it wasn't for the Vicks keeper, Lewis Walker, who pulled off save after save, including an incredible double save from all of two yards, it probably wouldn't have been the Vicks progressing. Edgerton pulled a goal back from a free kick in stoppage time, but the stoppage time is contentious as the referee played nine minutes of it. Credit to Edgerton, they've got some team there, but what a day for the Vicks, winning 4-3 and progressing to the quarterfinals. Great win, man. It is a good win, especially when you hear how, what type of run they've been on. But what I will say, shows the difference in our football round here. To that, it always has been, hasn't it? Yeah, they have the odd decent side now and again, though, let's be honest. And then. That's no, not having to go to the Vicks in any way. Made up to gone through another team from around here. All West Cheshire sides competing in the Liverpool County FA Challenge Cup second round suffered heartache when we're all eliminated. Goals from Brad Parry, Ryan Austin failed to prevent Prescott Reserves going down 4 2 at FC Orient. 
There's a similar tale for Southwark Club Reserves who had Luke Parkinson, Yusef Moshin on targets but lost out 4 2 to Garswood. And Mosley Hill Athletic crashed, out, crashed to a 3 2 three, defeat at Lyra Academy. On the domestic scene, a salty goal from Louis O'Brien is all three points for Heswell. I have against third place Capernaum that will report Robbie Matthews. Big win that by the way. Because Capernaum is the flying. Yeah, they have been. Great yeah. weekend that for um, the Royal. We welcome Capernaum's Villas to Gaten Park our visitors sitting third place in the league as we look to get back to winning ways. A flying start was nearly rewarded with Danny Dixon missing a great chance in the first minutes. We have we missed a few decent chances in the first half and we're the better team. Cape could have been down to 10 men when Danny Dixon broke through and was brought down but the ref decided the Cape player had got the ball but it was it was a pen all day long. Dean Nunn was a constant threat with some wicked free kick, few kicks, free kicks and corners giving us a constant threat. Matty Beeman headed one over and they keep calling one out from under the bar into the second half and we got the reward up performances here when Dino put another great set piece in to the box for Louis O'Brien to head home on his 22nd birthday. Ten minutes later another set piece from Dean landed on the head of Danny Dixon who puts it across goal for Shea Roberts to head home only for the Lions to rule it out. The game fizzled out a bit and Kate didn't create much with a volley well wide and with most they could muster. A brilliant team performance from the lads and a fine win against good side and made up for the lads and the management team they've been working so hard and they get got that win. Hopefully that will kick start the good the good run f- of form. Needed that happen as well. Well done. Yeah, he's lost a few players on him and he's, he's got, got it back. Well done. Adam Wood, Connor Rankin and Jordan Holmes shared the scoring duties as McCull eclipsed bottom club Ellsbury Port Town 3 now. And Eddie Hawthorne double was supplemented by goals from Anthony Shinks, Jay Buckley and Steve Melville as Rainhill Town. Extra nine goal thrill against Inti Villa who rallied via Joel Jackson. There he is again, Liam Van Gelder. Every week now. Matty Evans and Alex Kelly. Saturday's Division 2 action saw an unbeaten title challenge of Hellsby run rise against West Kirby 9-0. Hellsby beat West Kirby 9-0. 9-0. Thought of re- resurgence. Well, I've seen on um, Twitter that uh, West Kirby managers blame himself. I like that. Nah. Nah. But you used to always have a go at me because I blame myself every no, time. No, yeah, I did have a go, yeah. And I'm not having a 9 0 as the manager. There's no way, it's impossible. <laughs> I blame myself sometimes, maybe because I think I should have done that better. Some errors there, like. That's 9 0. That's a. It is what it is. But, you know, fair play to him, he's come out and said it. Got some players, though, helps me. Sat. Lee Turkington and Lee Greeder both bagged hat-tricks well. Favourite efforts from Conor Lindsay, Sam Bailey, I played with Sam, good player. Jamie Hayes completed the, st- the statistics in the contest. Lewis Bregan bagged the game, the only goals after reserves overcame Raynell Town 1-0. Current leaders, Marine under 23, stayed three points in credit to the top five. Points of five on victory from Marshall's reserves. Goals from Ka- Kyle Campbell, three. Joel, Joel Stringer and Darren Brannigan. Danny Ricketts scored from the goal reserves, but it was Lidl and Remicket who profited. Cam Taylor 2 and Kieran Hughes replying to settle a 3-1 win. Elsewhere, honours were even from South 
Sheffield Borough, John Maguire was cancelled by efforts from one corner, Dan Brazili and Steve Woodward. It was business as usual from free scoring Division 3 leaders, South uh, Sutton Athletic, who romped home 8 1 against Ellesmere Paul Town Reserves and raised six points clear at the top. Connor Doyle 3, Ashwall 2, Matty Vickers 2, and Matty Hall on target. Joe Humphreys netted the report's reply. Third place challenges built reserves scored through Sal Jarby, Joe Henry, Lewis Campbell, but came unstuck against Maisie Harps, who landed 4 3, Tommy McGreevy 2, Kev Wilson, and e- Eamon Kelly making the score sheet. Efforts from George Hindley and Harrison Cooper anchored Groves to a 2 0 win over Chester Nomad Reserves. While an Alex Yates effort through South Liverpool Thursday night in Nestor Nomads. Heswell reserves won 4 0 against West Cambridge reserves. Goals from Jamie Steele, Ben Muirhead, Connor Egan, and Dom Kendall. Two goals from Steve Butler. Allied to favourite sight from Harry Robinson and Alex Sharp suffered. Sufficed as Runcorn Sports reserves won 4 1 against Williston, Ollie Lloyd in reply. And that's us for the uh, West Cheshire. Right, two things before we finish on the Saturday. One, I'm blaming you. Just because you didn't have a game. Oh, Blades. Big win. Massive, yeah. Sorry, Blades. Massive Big win. Big win. Top of the league, beat. New Mills, top, yeah, flying. I've got some, some wedge New Mills, haven't they, this year? Yeah, they've got good budgets. Beating 3 1. Can't get the scorers, but I do know. Kian. Scored. scored. First game in. back Cam after his scored. After his broken leg. Cam scored as well. Cam scored made it 2 1. Okay. Now, just been looking at the Cheshire Cup draw, quarter finals. Not to heap too much pressure on the Vicks, but to have an all Whittle final, all West Cheshire final, the Vicks have to make it because they do the draw now, don't they? So you can see it. So. Asheville travel to Chester Nomads first. Good, good, good side them. The winner plays the winner of Mersey Royal and Vauxhall Reserves. Is that the Royal on Reserves? It's at the Royal, yeah. And then in the other half, you've got Macclesfield Reserves are playing lot low stock Growlam first. Never heard of them. And the winner of that will play the winner of Poulton Vicks against Stockport Georgians. Vicks travel away again. They're on the 8th of January then. Hard that first week back after Christmas, <sighs> isn't it? The only thing is, this year they get longer. This is the longest you get. New Year's Day is on the 1st. So you get a full week this time. So, it's done Saturday. Right, so Sunday, short and sweet this. It is like. This is the one's really affected by the decision. So it starts, Doc AFC ease through to the third round of the Cheshire County Football Association Sunday Challenge Cup after disposing of Gately Road 6-2. Amongst the scorers were Ryan Smith and Sam Hunt with a brace each, a Jack Kelly effort. Doc were in the were the last official holders of the cup back in 2018-19 season and are aiming for a third time success. 
it missed Hayden Cooper's goal out there. He got the other goal. I love Cheshire Cup on a Sunday. That's brilliant. Devastated that the Queens are out. They will be joined in the hat by Neston Nomads, who had another brilliant away day. This time at Stockport Dynamo Juniors. Can I report? Yeah. The Nomads, aka the Plums, travel to Stockport again in a coach 50% paid for by club sponsor Root Mortgages for the Cheshire Cup round three against Stockport Dynamo Juniors. Not fair playing Juniors, is it? We were out, out the traps and Richie Fouch hit a 30 yard free kick screaming to the top corner. It was soon too much. We've got Richie's goal, by the way. Yeah, keeper should save that. He should like, but still, if you don't shoot. He scores down for fun, that lad. It was soon 2 0 from a superb overhead kick by Luke Blundell. We had chances to put the game to bed and became complacent in the second half, allowed a long ball over the top to be converted by their tricky winger. The response was outstanding. Reese Kerr bent in a 25-yarder past the keeper to make two, three, one, to make it 3-1. Scenes with our superb travelling faithful coach was very lively on the way home. What a day. Last 16 of the competition, we are lucky to have another away game in January against Bridge FC from Runcorn. They have said before they've been knocked out for the last five. Yeah. We have lost in round one of the Cheshire in the last five seasons and have had an away had an away day since 2015. To have three away days on the bounce this season is fantastic and we are making the most of it, representing the Birkenhead Sunday League. Well done, Nestor. Right, well done. Also through to the last 16, a Bromborough Rake, who claimed their spot after a 2-1 decision at Cooper Buckley. Goals for Key Hughes and Carl Boyd. He also got an assist, Key Hughes, is back on the social media. Is he, yeah. I did see it, yeah. Rock Ferry just about scraped through after a 0-0 stalemate to win 5-4 on penalties over George and Dragon. Believe, reading the Twitter, keeper's got injured. Connor's gone in, yeah, saved save two penos. Been there, Connor, lad, well done. Other clubs from the Ulands, Birkenhead Sunday Association Football League have yet to play their second ties for various reasons. And if things all go well, the league may have seven clubs in the quarterfinals in a prestigious Competition. It's actually the last 16 round, isn't it? We're looking at that today. The Loops from Division 1 were the only team to dip out after going down 2 1 to Hope Farm. As a result of the local authority deciding their pitches were unplayable earlier in the week, only four domestic games were able to take place on private grounds. Woodchurch Hotel romped home to an 8 0 victory in the Tony Ullahan Memorial Challenge Cup. And bagging all the goals were Josh Jerez, Keith Lewis, Andy Simpson, Josh Sheridan, Ben Holmes, both bagged a pair, and Jordan Deer, also on the score sheet, in a round two tie over Putin Victoria Sports and Social. One game in the Premier Division saw FC Bidston in their first point of the season, <laughs> thanks to a. Th- what are you laughing at? Are, are you really degrading the Biddy that much? No, what I'm laughing at is. That I accepted the bet last week, and that's happened last this week. First point of the season, thanks to Thomas Murray's strike at Queens Park. Liam Owen scoring the equaliser for Queens. Right, let me jump in here. Okay. No one's come in on the forfeit yet. I'll do the for. I reckon no, no, the, no, no. the forfeit will just be down in a pint. Why should you get any pleasure? <laughs> 
from a forfeit. Hey. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. I wasn't there, but no matter what you how you look at it, what you say, any excuse, it's not good enough. Bidston. Without trying to have a go at them too much, we can see the 51 goals in seven games before that game. They had no points. And I'll be honest, the Queen's like, Queen's got a lot of new players in. But personally, I think they need to realise that this isn't a part-time club. And it's not just somewhere where you go to meet up to have a bevy. Results are important. Three lads went to West Ham away yesterday. I think it's a generation thing, to be honest, mate. I think... Danny's trying to build something, isn't he? He's, he's, he is. It's going to take time, but... Do you know what? He's got a squad. It's just good. Off the pitch, he's doing great. The trackies are there, training tops, t-shirts. All he has the lads to do is go out and produce. Now, don't get me wrong. Circumstances, I think seven of them were pissed. Vic's had a charity night. Saturday night. That's going to happen. But, I personally think if them three lads are there, we win that game. And, but they've decided to go and watch Liverpool get smashed down, down at West Ham instead. I think it's the day I was in. I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not defending anyone, but unfortunately that's the generation that we've got now. We'd rather go and watch Liverpool and play footy, or Everton, or whoever they support. Hopefully they listen, they'll sort the shit out. And I'll go into a little bit more at the end of this about that game. I want to say something why, why I've got the platform. Lions FC gained their first point of the season thanks to a brace from Steve Dutton that also included a penalty in a local derby with AFC Shafts 2-1 Shafts scorer was Elliot Miller in a mid-table clash it finished honours even at one all between Neston United and Woodshare Drovers Ross Meadows scoring for Neston and Danny Chamley replying for Woodchurch Hugh Landsberg and Sunday Association Football League are now looking to bring back the youth division in August 2022 and are now accepting new applications for the season. This season under 16 can join as Colts. Last season under 16 can come as youth, especially if some clubs want to enter two teams. Please check the website for contact details. So, but before you speak, Bernie was at the Luke's game. Yeah, he was, yeah. And the chest against O Farm, so they'll all be up tomorrow. Right, Queen's game, what I want to say. As I called out, Liam Owen scored the equaliser. Our secretary, Tommy, has made an error. He's put <laughs> Liam McHugh down on the team sheet rather than Liam Owen. Both signed on. Liam McHugh was at West Ham. Liam Owen scores. Liam Owen goes on Twitter to score. Liam Owen's been sent in. It's a genuine error. The biddy. I've put a complaint in for the points. So I'll be very interested to see where that goes because you know me, stickler for the rules and all that. I've been there before. I've won cases before. It was a genuine mistake. So we'll see what happens. Would you do the same now? No. Do you know why the difference? I always told teams before the game, the biddy didn't. I went up and told Danny Brooks at the, at the end of the game, and that's genuine. That I'd always, I always used to tell them before the game he can't play, or I'd say, "Where's Liam McHugh here? Why isn't Liam, why isn't Liam on the team sheet?" 
I'd ask the question. Done it with the biddy. When they played Carl Lamb, I told Skiller we couldn't play Carl Lamb. He didn't put him on the team sheet. Before the game, I went, Skiller, where's Carl, Carl Lamb's name there? So he wrote it out. And he beat us that day. And he, he didn't have international clearance. None of little Forbesy. Haygarth one time, told them before the game. So it wouldn't have come to it. But yeah, if a Forbesy had a case, yeah, I would put an appeal in. To Cheshire Cup, last 16. Rock Ferry vs Lanson. Lanson got a walkover. Why? <laughs> Don't know. Next side's not done. It's either PLCC or Adswood play Rivica. Adswood always sometimes have a decent side. Athletic. Adswood can, yeah. But you got a fancy Rivica going through both them ties. Got Woodchurch. Play Duckenfield. Where are? Woodchurch. Different. Hope Farm play the Scummers. Easy. Queen's Bradbury play Presbury. Sale United play Bromborough Rake at Sale. Good day out for the Brom. Yeah. And the other one's not decided. The Float or Offerton Green play the Corsair or FC Mitchell Construction. Uh, good luck to that Offerton Green when they pull down th- that corner. And go, what the fuck is this? I, I think they've been there before, you know. Oh, I think they've been there before. They don't travel well, then. No, they don't. But, the, man, no, but like, yeah, we're going away, they were yeah. playing the float. And you pull up a river. <laughs> <laughs> right, off. Right, off, sorry. Fucking hell. The bridge playing Nestor Nomads in the last tie, so. It's all stuck. Rumorgate. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's big. Oh, I've got a few. I'll start, save the big one for last. I've got a few. Right. I want to talk, can we talk about Rock Point first? Yeah, come on, let's throw that in like, first. Obviously, because it's a quick show, isn't it? So, Rock Point have put out on Sunday morning that their game has been called off because the pitch isn't playable, um, which has been tucked down. And with Mr. Willett, Andrew Willett, who's busy as fuck on Twitter, yeah. isn't he? For new fairies, called them out straight away. You haven't got a team, you didn't want to play us. But what doesn't help the matter is West Cape ladies are playing on that pitch. Well, I've spoke to a few good sources on the matter. Davabo was missing. Andy Gardner's got COVID. And apparently, they were trying to sort it out in the week to call it off, saying, let's save it till the end of the season. Right, we've been s- <laughs> Rumigate flying by the way on this. We've been sent a message. They, did, they said we could name them. Did they? Yeah, they put on it if you, if you read it. So the the Rumigate has come in from Bir- at Birkenhead Results and they've sent a message which we will put on tomorrow. We'll have to. We'll have to scrub the name out of the sender though I think just to be sure by the way me and you discussed this yesterday yeah we did so the message is to Ryan innit and you were saying Ryan's a Rockwood manager Ryan is New Ferries helps John oh does he so now the message makes sense doesn't it ah sorry I've yeah because I was you're reading that much on Twitter because everyone's like me yeah well really gate is Rockpoint return to Get it off in the week. Randy? 
Well, it's the walk the room. See, I can't say too much. Is why I say you for everyone says I got. No, you're yeah, you're not Rock Rock Point's biggest fan, are you? <laughs> I've got not the keen to Rock Point, but obviously, when this message goes up, this is a this is a different ball game. This is <laughs> a different ball game. But you know what? Anywhere else, bar West Kirby, I'd say yeah, game's off. Yeah, but. We've both played their game. But at the same time, when you hide a private pitch, that's what you've got in your locker. I'm not saying it's right. No, I, I, listen, we've all needed games called off. But that's what you've got in your locker when you pay for a private pitch. We've all had it, but, but we'll put the message up tomorrow. We'll scrub the... Send it off. Send it off because it's not fair, but... I've got... By the way, that's been sent by Birkenhead Sunday Results. Yeah, so whoever you are. We, we've been doing some digging into that as well. We know who you are. We know who you are. <laughs> the man who can't be named, we know who you are. <laughs> it's too obvious, that yeah, one. It's, too it's, obvious. It's easy. But I've had a couple of transfer rumours. Mm. Transfer. And a managerial one sent in, but the managerial one don't want me to declare the source. Why are you taking my job? <laughs> well, you're calling it out. <laughs> you're calling it out. So look, I'll throw it straight in. Apparently, Rumorgate was Polly. Polly to Vauxhalls. But do you know what? They didn't say. They didn't say if it was a take your job or another assistant. Because that's what you normally do when you go to... It would be like the Solskjaer thing, wouldn't it, where he needs help? Yeah. You know, I got, I got that the beginning of last week. To if anyone wants to give me some help, I'm fucking here for I've held like. that in all week. Yeah. Nah, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't think that, that would happen. Um, I think Polly's happy at hooting, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think he'd want to... The Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday... To be fair, after the beating we give them the other week for his bets as well, does he deserve it? Anyone deserve my job at the moment if you put your form in for it, you see me. And there's loads flying round about Kyle Scalzebrick. Yeah, I've heard that. I've had, I had a message last week myself on that, asking if he was going to um, realise he's going to Beachwood. Yeah, to play with his brother and his uncle Robbo. His uncle Robbo, yeah. Can't see that happen. I don't think it will, but... Nah, it won't happen, no. I'd be surprised. And thanks to Ben Kearney for sending us some videos in of the disallowed goals from the Leafs game. Yeah, but you'll see them better from Bernie's view. Yeah, but... But that's us, isn't it? Yeah, no, brilliant. Thanks thanks for the... Uh, all the match reports and rumour gate keep it going. Yeah, definitely. 